Hello and welcome to another episode of Bar Chat Shorts, a weed-tasting sample of talk sampled from the big barrel of podcast episodes. On this episode, I'm looking back at a conversation I had with whiskey experts Nick Morgan and Becky Paskin in May 2021. In the clip, Nick takes us through some of the earliest history of the man, the legend that we know as Johnny Walker. Enjoy. What was the advantage the Walkers had then uh, if it wasn't this sort of like showy um, presence in, in pop culture? What was it about their brand and the whiskey that, you know, obviously made it so successful during that period? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and the answer the answer sounds really corny, but it's the truth. They had the best whiskey. <laughs> they, they were obsessed by quality. They were absolutely obsessed by quality. And we're very lucky to have uh, letters from Alexander Walker, that's John's son, who was the man that really exploded the business in the 19th century. And we've only got 10 years of those letters. Um, they're not online. That was six months of my life reading Alexander Walker's letters, but hugely rewarding in many, many senses. Um, you know, and his personality speaks through really strongly, and that comes through, I hope, in the book as well. But but to say that Alexander was obsessed by quality is an understatement. It was all about selling the best that you could, a very old-fashioned principle of business, mm. you know, a quote um, that I was talking to some people last night and I used, quality will stand on its merit. It was as simple as that. Make the best and it will sell. And that was the business principle. And behind that went a whole lot of quite revolutionary things. I mean, in 1881, Walker's sold 50,000 12-bottle cases of whiskey or they exported 50,000 12-bottle cases of whiskey. That's a lot of whiskey, right? Mm. Ten years later, they were selling double that. And they were trying to maintain quality uh, when, when you're scaling up and when you're having to bring in whiskey from distilleries that you've never dealt with before that you can only do because people are starting to build railway lines and things. It's mm. all, everything's changing, everything's growing. You know, it's, it's going, 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 going. And they're trying to keep up and quality, quality, quality is what they wanted to sell. Mm. And so the other thing they did, and Alexander's son, also Alexander, one of his sons in the business, Sir Alexander Walker, uh, spent most of his time just buying whiskey. They bought up whiskey stocks because they knew if you wanted to sustain the quality of blends. I mean, today, jo today Johnny Walker talks about having 10 million casks of maturing whiskey in Scotland, right? No one's got no one's got any more casks of whiskey than Johnny Walker. They were saying the same thing at the end of the 19th century. You know, mm. They had the most whiskey. That was how you guaranteed quality. Mm. In the end, they, they went into advertising as well. And when they did that, they did it better than anyone else as well. But um, but they shied away from publicity. It was about what was in the bottle. Yeah. What were they selling back then exactly? Because this is before the introduction of all the different coloured labels and everything. So was there a core product or was there a range of products? Well, core, core brand was the one that um, you, you or Becky mentioned earlier was the Old Highland Whiskey, which is the bottle that's got the snake in it in, in the archive. So that was a brand that was registered trademarked by Alexander in the early 1860s. And that was the core brand really all the way through until the end of the 19th century when they sort of stuttered their way a little into having suddenly this range of three brands, which were not just segmented as eventually by colour. That was how consumers recognised them. I mean, they had very complicated names, but consumers went for the easy white, red and, and black, you know. 
uh, but they were segmented by age as well. Mm. And, and the fact the fact that Walker could do that was all down to the whiskey stocks that they had because no one else did it at the time. And no no one else in the world of Scotch whiskey has had a a twelve year old deluxe like Johnny Walker Black Label for that for that length of time. So moving from old Highland whiskey into that range of three, segmented by age, the beginning of the twentieth century was an absolute game changer. You know, and people people talk about first mover advantage, you know, in, in different categories and stuff. It's business historians love talking about it. Well, believe me, that range was real first mover advantage it's a bit like when united distillers launched classic malts of scotland mm. six six malt whiskies and all together in a, in a plinth you know game changer for single malts you know, game changer for single malts and that that was the impact of, of moving from one brand to three for johnny walker you can learn more about johnny walker and its history plus a load more in the full episode that this recording was taken from with nick and becky And it's available on all good podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, make sure you become a Diageo Bar Academy member. It's free. Head over to diageobaracademy.com for the latest industry news, events and inspiration. And subscribe to get it emailed to you. Bye.